Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With my country, Tizzy, playing in the background because you saw the brawl. Okay. That's not my joke. That's Dustin Ross's joke. But when he said my country, Tizzy, I had to pause. That's funny as heck. But, you know, we move. Period. Next up, concert hall. No, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? Concert hall brawl? That would be terrible because it's like too much stuff in the way. Right. And, those, and you like, can't even pick them chairs. Oh, no, you get the chairs that's like near the back. Or sometimes they'd be having chairs that are not stationary. Yeah, like on the, on the wings for people who use wheelchairs or other mobility issues. Yes. Listen, somebody use that on you, you're going to be needing them chairs. Because you could really take somebody out with one of those. Could you imagine? First of all, when he, I mean, I've been having a good time. When he whack a mold that lady, he wasn't even fighting her. I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, awesome. I was like, you are going to jail. <laughs> I mean, apparently, he got away with it, which I don't understand because they had him on. A, they were arresting him, so they telling him. I, I, I him. saw somewhere his name, but they was asking him to contact the police, and I was like, now why would he do that? <laughs> but also, they know your name. They could show up at your house. Yeah. It's worse. I feel like. Yeah. So. Anyway. We'll see. Anyway. God bless everybody. God bless the black people involved. <laughs> Precisely. Um, Jumping right into it. We're doing a 30 minute episode this week. So hope you guys the whole every listener just sighed as they look on their phone and see that there's two hours left. <laughs> nah, by hell or high water. It's not going to be that much left. <laughs> <laughs> we get out of here. We record this this the show every three days. It feel like it don't matter. What like every like we get an episode every week, but for whatever reason we recording. It's because we also doing other stuff, and so yeah. And our, us recording sound is very much the same as us being on the phone, and we're on the phone a lot. So especially recently, because like we meet damn near every day. After and after we turn down doing weekly meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're meeting like four times a week so that's great okay but to be fair to us it's really it really be two but we be rescheduling because i don't know why like the nine thirty meetings i don't know it that was crazy it's we could try one more time but i don't know about that because yesterday i just did not feel like it. those might have to be like debrief meetings or like i was thinking also as a side note this is not see this is why it's not about to be a 30 minute episode that we should do an audit like of what what are we doing together slash individually um like as a, at large like everything no like, like as it pertains to the stuff that we're doing together like what mm-hmm. what ta- who's doing what and whatever because yeah. there's some stuff that like sometimes i'll just be doing stuff there's some loose ends but mm-hmm. um yeah just so that we organize or i feel like we haven't yeah it might be that'd be a good idea because we haven't assigned duties since 2018 so um okay well what's going on in the news there's a couple things i mean it's you know like last week i feel like there was a lot going on um and so this week i guess we're getting a little reprieve but we did get something in the inbox um Brandon Patrick George, who is um, the flutist in Imani Winds, um, is releasing an album next month. 
on September 15th. It's called Twofold. Um, and the album is pairing uh, canonical works for solo flute with new compositions. So um, it's going to be featuring some music by CPE Bach, by WC, but we can forgive him for that, um, by Rena Esmail. The flute girlies love WC. I can't tell Tyler nothing about WC. I don't even, I don't even mention it. I don't get it. Um, by Sean E. Okpabolo. Sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. He's a he was a black excellence. So I recognize his name. Um, so he's on the uh his one of his compositions is on the album as well as some other um some other um composers of color. So yeah, um, we're looking forward to that, and I'm sure we'll do an update. Um once closer to when it comes out on september 15th um so that you guys can check it out he also um had a very successful debut album in 2020 um which he was featured in the new york times for so yeah looking forward to seeing what he got this time around here we go hey, what you say i said okay foodie two two period okay see it's a good thing you cut out so <laughs> my computer uh moving like a robot right now so we're gonna see how this episode goes i mean yeah you look like a what's a what's something called ice cream so good what's that called night not all right playable oh, actually actually that's how you stop. that's how you move it on my screen i can't lie <laughs> it will sort out <laughs> all right um <laughs> and next i mean this is like not even really news it's more of like another occurrence of something that we talked about i think at length a while ago um but out of chicago this time there's a a walgreens that has been playing classical music to deter um homeless people and panhandlers the the freaking article says got a problem with people lingering at your property cue the orchestra okay fire everyone involved <laughs> which walgreens is it i bet you i have i have a feeling which one it is did it say yeah 111 south halstead oh i wonder if it's the one i'm thinking of the nice like the nice one i mean it just it's look, like in an old bank or something let me see it look like a walgreens i don't know oh wait what's it called 111 south halstead south oh 111 south halstead um, i wonder if i'm right so they're oh no they're playing classical music to deter lawyers and panhandlers um and at first i was like okay how do you even know like are they just playing classical music and because that's what people have done in the past like y'all think that that's the reason why um but then they asked the walgreens and they were like yeah that's the reason why <laughs> so father god they said it's um using classical music to discourage vagrancy um although they declined to explain why they think it'll work um they won't i mean that's one reason also like yeah like dang could you imagine they was like because it sucks <laughs> and it's like after they were like what's music that we could play that don't nobody want to hear yeah that nobody want to hear but it won't be annoying enough to the people that work there so it came between heavy metal. Nah, no that, that I feel like that would be worse for the people that work there. That would be disruptive music. to a shopping experience. At, yeah, at least, that's why I feel like they went with that. At least classical music is um is usually is used as background music a lot, like elevator music or yeah, 
Could you imagine? Now you in the tampon aisle here in Smashing Pumpkin right. Penguin Heads. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. They just went on tour. Okay. I'm sure they did. Check them out. I mean, this is a music podcast, Selene. Um, <laughs> that would be fun though exploring that. I've never listened to it. I'm, okay, I tried very briefly, and I didn't. Okay, that's for me. Um, let's we'll talk offline. Yeah, they we won't. They talk. <laughs> um, they talked to the executive director of the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless, um, who said that he found this tactic really disturbing. Um, you know, noting that the root cause of homelessness is a lack of housing and the problem is not going to be solved by getting people to move out of the parking lot and be homeless somewhere else. Like um, he also says that a seven eleven downtown near their office, um, the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless, near their office, um, fights loitering by playing loud operatic music. Um, or sometimes they use children's songs. That was another one I was thinking of. Maybe, like, they just playing Baby Shark or something. Um, I mean, it's kind of a bop. Okay. I actually wanted to read more about this. I feel like in one of the articles I saved the last time we talked about this, there was somebody that was, like, kind of, like, studying this. And I can't remember if they actually had written a book yet or if it was just like they had done some research on like using like weaponizing music basically in this way um but yeah um yeah so like you said it doesn't seem to be working so they're saying that this is just one strategy that they feel like it doesn't create a disturbance um and it doesn't involve the police and it's not intimidating and so that's why they're choosing to use it Um, but they haven't gone into detail about you know the specifics of why classical um music and they've noted that that is the only genre that's usually used in tactics like this so what is that about especially like especially and you know what that's actually kind of weird too because classical music is so often used as background music wouldn't it be in theory easier to tune out like if you wanted people to leave yeah but also what also confuses me is classical music because has like the reputation classical music has in society it's weird that people will find it annoying like when did we did i miss a chapter i never knew people people find it boring but i didn't know people found it annoying you know Mm -hmm. so that's also like if you were i'll try to remember maybe between the two of us we can both remember to send me that original article you found because if someone has a research on this I would like to know because that doesn't make sense why you know you hear Bolero blasting you're like oh I gotta leave out of here mm. especially like what you said you could just tune it out yeah and I wonder like is it just like something is playing that you're not enjoying or like now I know that some people say that like classical music it sounds the same but I also feel like that would make it easier to tune out too Mm-hmm. Um, but I know some places are playing it loudly, but so maybe like if they was playing like Renaissance loudly, it'd be like, "Hey, we over here!" But since they playing something that you're not into loudly, but yeah, it just it's just but, not making a ton of sense. Yeah, I don't are they, they're loitering in the parking lot? Yeah, and I I think near the yeah entrance and stuff. 
That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And the last time he talked about it was at a train station. And the people that took the train was like, we also hate this. So. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. That that wasn't insightful, but. Clearly neither do they. So. Because if they're outside, like, why? They're not bothering nobody. You know? Mm -hmm. Some people are determined to be bothered by stuff like that. Like, I remember someone was telling me about someone they worked with who lived in a very um it's a pretty like not like affluent like filthy rich or anything but like uh, a nice area and there were homeless encampments nearby and they were like oh and they sent me this these pictures in this video i'm like why are they taking pictures and video of people like yeah first of all you pay rent to live inside that building you don't pay rent on the sidewalk around that building you don't pay rent right. on like whatever and it's like and if you want to come back with well neither do they well yeah because they can't pay rent anywhere because it's too freaking expensive to live here and that's a much yeah. bigger problem than you feeling like it doesn't make the area around your uh your house pretty enough for you like because like be for real so this neighborhood i don't really know much about but I, you can't act like people who don't have homes don't exist like Focus on lowering your prices. Yeah. Okay, it's also right off of like it's also like right off of the highway. Like the main highway that goes there's a main highway that runs um north south in Chicago and it's like a block from there and a lot of homeless people sleep underneath the highway, so I'm wondering if that also like we used to we used to go over there and do I'm not gonna say what we used to do. But uh. we used to go Cause I don't want. It's weird when you talk about like good stuff. You know what I mean? Like we used to meet. We used to, like during the holidays. We would go over there. I'm not, okay. I'm just gonna say it now because it just sounds weird. But we used to make like me, Nikki, and you, Shane. We used to make care packages. Oh, why wouldn't you like, want to say that? <laughs> you said what? Why wouldn't you want to say that? You was making something like it was something bad. <laughs> Cause it was again yeah, no, the way I said it. Cause it's like it's weird when people be like, I don't know. That's, that's not something I need praise for. You know, like I didn't want to, but. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we used to make care packages. The reason why I know that is because like we used to that's where we would go. Like we would get off, we would ride on night on 94. <clears throat> excuse me, and then we would get off like at every like exit and like hand them out and stuff. So I'm wondering like why this particular Walgreens is having this unique issue, maybe because it's like so near to the highway, it's easy for them to. But anyway, hope they figure it out. Well, speaking of anyway, can go into the intermission. Oh shoot, that was that was a transition. Um, what you mean? Speaking of anyway, I mean I like I don't I haven't done two hundred and forty one intermissions, but somehow um, I'm not prepared. <laughs> but you know what? What y'all gonna do, John? Okay. Okay, so so I was telling Delaney that you know. As I age, I'm worried about, you know, not being abreast to what to the goings on. Cause that's the you roll your eyes, but that's the cool thing. I just wrote a little something. And that's the cool thing that I had when I was a 22-year-old teacher because them I was not much older than them kids. We I we was the same. I just have a salary and a teaching license. Like 
and it's like I'm getting further and further away uh, from that and I, I'll be going online and I don't know what the girls be talking about like I was telling you about the Riz but I don't think that's uh, everybody were I think there's certain populations of kids words like mm-hmm. Monica don't say Riz Monica also thought it was a British thing really yeah I feel like that's where I was seeing people say it the internet has so many corners because I wasn't I was not seeing I was seeing young American kids say it. that's so that's oh. very interesting the first yeah. person I remember seeing say it was Tom Holland is that where they got it from I wonder if that's where they got it from look now I gotta look it up I'm gonna look it up after this I wonder if that's where they got it from because there was a Tom Holland um obsession mm. probably still is but I think he's keeping it low-key he seems like he hates being famous or hates being yeah whatever um and the risk was weird because like pe- the, the kids just start using it and i was like wait what does it mean and i was like i don't know what this means and then now i'm nosy so i'm like i finally figured out it just means charisma which i i think it's stupid i would not be using it it just makes it just feels too gen alpha i don't know i just it just feels too yucky i don't know if you say risk like more power sweet um so the same thing like with this whole like can canon event like everybody was talking about a canon event and this one this term seemed to appear appear out of nowhere because it did so we're gonna talk about canon events in classical music today so if you're wondering um it seems to appear out of nowhere because it was talked about um in Issa Rae's new movie Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and um I don't know these characters because I've never seen a Spider-Man movie but um one of the one character says to another character uh that a canon event is a life-changing event to every spider person or spider thing that changes the direction of their superhero lives and i wanted to know what what canon events be happening as a classical musician so the first one the first question i have to delaney is what canon event do you think happens in every classical musician's life and then what is a personal canon event that happened to you so the first one um what is the canon event that you think happens to everyone i feel like mine are not very different because like because the one that happens to everyone happens to everyone it happens to me and then the second mm-hmm. one that happened to me i feel like also happens to everyone. so <laughs> <laughs> okay let's um see. but the first one what did i say was i literally wrote it down um oh threatening to quit your instrument that's happened to me a million times. I used to quit my instrument like multiple times a week. So I've been so freaking stubborn. I don't think I've viola has ever um drove drove me to rage or enough sadness. And that's my freaking problem. Because you should take the hint. Okay. <laughs> but like it's never been like, oh my god, I'm never gonna, like I'll be like, I'll miss a shift and be like, maybe I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> okay to be fair that happened to me all the time like honestly the first MSO rehearsal I had back in 2020 I was like oh the girls made a mistake I sleuthed in here like I slid on into this section I'm like girl just go home and practice the part you missed and it'll be fine tomorrow and it was um that's interesting okay I can event that I think is life-changing that everyone experiences is getting chewed out in a lesson I don't care how good you are I don't care how bad you are I don't care like how long you've been playing. I don't care how cool your teacher is. Da, 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 da. It's finna happen. And like shoot out, I say like just 
as a overarching term because you're not going to talk to me crazy. But like, I feel like it's only happened with, it only hasn't happened with one teacher. But like, I can't say what I want to say because it's going to be way too shady for this. But we can talk about the class two back after dark. Follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash class two black. But because like what you was really going to say to me, I know that's rude, but let's be serious. Anyway, like, I feel like even whether it's funny, like Mr. Taylor asking me, how am I going to bumble the piano from sharp to like one, one time Kate, like I was struggling with something and I was like, well, I practice this. I practice it. She's like, well, I can't tell. And I was like, all right, girl. <laughs> nah. Oh I my can't God. Tell. Nah. Uh, what a life. Nah. That was crazy. Nah. I mean, it worked out. I've been doing a whole bunch. I've been not a whole bunch, but I've been back. God, I can't tell. She, that she was crazy. She was. Because I feel like I be trying to do that with my students, but sometimes it'd be like a, a little snarky comment slips out, you know. But I don't. I, my students are also so young that I just, yeah, I really haven't been rude to a private student. Now, rude lessons. Sit down. My, <laughs> My little love bugs down down at the beginning violin sit down. But <laughs> um I've been thinking it's funny in retrospect because I'm like, dang, like Stinky was really mad at me. <laughs> but you know what it does? It never happens again. I can say that much. It never happens again. So that's why I think it's canonic. Okay. Um, and then one that's happened to you. Um, I would say almost crying in the lesson not crying in the lesson almost because one thing i'm not gonna do is cry in the lesson like now once i'm out the door that's a different story but i'm not nah i'm, I'm not i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep a player when i'm in the, when i'm in the lesson but that that one lesson that almost breaks you yeah i feel like everybody can remember that one yeah i see what you're saying because i remember mine but Mr. Taylor was so supportive. He's like, let me do my job. And I was like, okay. Well, I mean, I thought that out because you're not going to see me in here shutting this <laughs> here. So in my head, I was like, how much time have we got? Because it sounded so bad. That's what that's a thing. Like when it sounds bad, no. Nah. And then your teacher be impatient on top of that and it keeps sounding bad. No. I'm so happy them days are behind me. <laughs> ah, behind, I mean, I still be playing for uh people. I still be playing for Jen or whatever, but that's different you got a recital to put together you still not no amen those days are behind me y'all be blessed who's doing it prayers prayers no sour sour prayers my canonic event i'm gonna call it as a classic musician i'm gonna call it canonic my canonic event was classically black i feel like that that was mine because it really just changed the trajectory of like not right away but like definitely like how we thinking now like how i'm thinking about moving forward um yeah it impact it also brought me into content creation so like yeah, that's that point. that was you said what i said uh, that's a good point like i wouldn't i mean i'm sure i would have done something similar eventually but like classy boy got me excited about content creation I think also like talking about music, like I started writing about music. I mean, I thought the last thing I wrote, like 
I thought my brain was gonna start oozing out of my ears. Like I talked to you about that later. Like writing a uh Were you talking about the last thing that was published or like no, like right now a review okay. like it's so I just be staring. I just be sitting there staring. I music is hard. Oh my god. Hard. I'm like, did you learn anything in school? Like I'm <laughs> like, But also just... you didn't learn that because a lot of us don't learn that like there's different different there's different ways to talk about music. Yeah. Like we both done program notes too. And like I was like, dang, they should nah I should start doing program notes again, but um I'm not about to go back in and say because y'all really ain't hit me up about that. And I, I was thinking about that a couple months ago. I was like, so what's really F me, huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and program notes like are there's also a hard balance. So Yeah. I think I wrote program notes once in school. I can't remember if it was at Eastman or ISU. Yeah, I can't place it where it was at. And it was like, this is something you should know how to do. But it wasn't like uh, I don't remember having to edit and send it back. It was it was assignment. Like you should know how to do this. Is the things we're looking for, and then we get it back. It's just like good luck, you know. Mm-hmm. But I really thought I was like my brain is gonna start oozing out of my ears any second now. Like if I move my head too fast, it's slushing around. Like, <sighs> but either way, shout out to Classic Black because I was I was not. I was a participant in music, and now I feel like when I write a cover letter, I love me a good classic black podcast. I be like, you girls be, you girls be thinking about it. We be leading the conversation about it. So that's definitely would not have happened without classically black. But cheers, as the British say. Riz. So what? Or Riz. Riz. Fish and chips. All right, we're moving on to the topic. Hey y'all, do you want to join the most exclusive classical music club in the game? The Ebony Tower has all the antics and tomfoolery of a regular classically black episode, but exclusive. We got video, we got polls, we got classically black after dark. That's coming soon, y'all. We got Patron, we got feet, we got titties. Okay, we don't got none of that, but you can join us on Patreon, aka the Ebony Tower, at patreon.com slash classicallyblackpodcast for intermission polls, video episodes, live streams, and more exclusive content. We have multiple affordable tiers, or you can pledge an amount if you're choosing. So, if you want all of that, you can join us at patreon.com slash classicallyblackpodcast. All right, so today we are talking about something that was on the list before book club and then book club happened. So, um, what was a vibe? I gotta miss it. Here we go. Um, now we're circling back. I know it was great to not have to plan stuff, but I mean, that's not what happens. Um, so a little while ago, um, a group called the Black Classical Artists of Louisville. Um, and the Kentuckiana Association of Negro Musicians had their traditional Negro spiritual voice competition. Um, And this competition, or I should say the results of this competition were getting a lot of attention online because all of the winners of the competition were white. Um, And so they had posted a picture of all the winners. I believe that this picture was of the high school division. I I don't know if this was the only, if it was only for this group or what but this was the only picture that was circulating um but yeah so this was circulating people was like what's going on this is weird 
whatever. So we're going to be talking about having a conversation about Negro spirituals and their place when it comes to who is performing them and in what context and all that sort of thing. Because in this situation, um, first of all, on the post where they posted all the, all the winners, they did turn the comments off because they were a mess. Um, I wish I saw before. I mean, it might still be up there. Um, Because I remember looking at it a while after it was up there. Oh, um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a Facebook okay. post. And um, they also, there was no information about the applicant pool whether or not there were black people in the applicant pool and how many and all that sort of thing but they were um as far as I saw standing by their uh decision um so first I mean I just want to ask about like when it comes to negro spirituals how do you feel about like you other people like non-black people performing them especially in this context of a competition this is such a hard question because is it yeah because it's like Girl, I don't know. <laughs> Let me. I feel like I've used my brain too much today. Um. Okay, I'll I'll say like what I'm grappling with, right? I'm I'm grappling with it being sacred music, and sacred music is has been studied. You can study sacred music. You can also study like really personal musics, like um, a lot of people like studying Indian music or like what Bartok was doing with Hungarian music like I mean Bartok was Hungarian so there's that but a lot of people do be studying like Indian music and stuff like that um so that's like the one side of it but the other side is like I know the origins of that music like they, they were not they were not written for consumption they weren't they were how how enslaved people got through really difficult times and how they kept their spirits up or there were instructions on how to escape in the lyrics so to put them in a competition and have like white people sing it like I don't I feel like it should be reserved for black people considering the context but then it's like people study gospel music you know people study people are not religious study sacred music you know so it's 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 a little complicated for me I think my gut I will say my gut is telling me that no I don't think but yeah, what do you think? Let me let me keep chewing on this. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for especially in the context of a competition, like I think overall the nuances of this are going to be what some. I'm not trying to like 
I hope this doesn't sound condescending or anything, but like the nuances of this conversation, I think are going to go over or go beyond most people's understanding or familiarity with topics on on race. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you explain to a bunch of people who just think like, it's just a song that like, maybe, especially like when you have a group of people that has been oppressed for so long and and that has never been rectified monetarily or any other type of way um that one of their tools to gain freedom should not be used to reward white people with money or prizes Mm -hmm. like i like that's going to be something that people are gonna be like oh you're reading too much into it yeah but like that's just how i feel i don't think like it's okay should i say this (laughs) <laughs> nah, i'm okay it's really not that bad to me but i don't want to hear it so boss i'm curious but they were thinking about the applicant pool too but then how do y'all beat out black people which is also interesting i feel like who judging it um i think black people because the organization that did it was Black classical artists of Louisville and the Kentucky, the Kentuckiana Association of Negro Musicians. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the whole like y'all winning prizes thing is kind of like now granted, of course, like I'm not really blaming the singers because it like I said, it looks like this is a high school division. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure to say y'all are stupid high school kids, like <laughs> whatever. As far as people, non-black people just singing Negro spirituals. I mean, like, I get it, like, that you're trying, like, if you're trying to incorporate more diverse repertoire, like, you're looking towards that, but also, like, like you said, that's not what Negro spirituals are for, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not saying that they cannot, but I just wonder if there are better choices for that. I don't think that is inherently wrong, though, like, if if y'all are just, like, say you're performing it on a recital, I don't think, like, oh, my god you racist like you know how could you do that or whatever because like Mm -hmm. you said there's people that um sing gospel music that don't believe in god people that sing sacred music that don't like people be singing sacred music in latin and like whatever yeah don't mean that they believe in what they're saying but i think that the specific function of negro spirituals to in some cases even be like code and to be like they are sacred on two yeah. levels they're sacred because they're sacred music a lot of them have to do with god and spirituality but they're also sacred because they were specifically they're like some of them had the function of specifically not letting y'all in on the meaning of them yeah and that's what makes me also very cagey about how they are used um and this is why i love you know stuff like musicology so much because like a lot of people are not going to think that deeply about the music that they play they're just not Mm-hmm. and that's why you need people who do i also think like what i'm chewing on is like what is the use of if 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 you're studying a music if you're if you're taking a music history course and it's comprehensive so it's covering more than just like the brand of underwear that mozart was wearing how does one how does one in the classroom engage with negro spirituals and i feel like, i think they should be studied but they don't have to be performed, you know, by non-black people specifically. 
I mean, black people could do whatever they want. But I think they should be studied. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I just think, like, I wonder if there are, or like, what black composers who are composing, like, vocal music and stuff, like, think of this. Because there's also, like, I feel like there are people who write music for that and write music for, like, I know that, like, also a lot of the spirituals were, like, arranged and stuff like that for this, like, when they were transferred over with, like, Burley and, like, the Fist Jubilee singers and stuff like that where the I mean the spirituals have been reworked in a lot of ways which that's on my list of videos to make because there's so many different like you see just how different genres treat Negro spirituals like you have like swung spirituals which was also controversial when people started playing jazz and using swung spirituals Mm -hmm. and then you could have like there's a funkadelic version of I think Swing Low Sweet Chariot like so there's a lot of different like contexts things about negro spirituals that you can say like is it okay to use it in this way or that way i just feel like i don't know the competition aspect is what is what i really struggle with with this i agree and and i just feel like for um the general like should y'all be singing this or not I just don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of another type of type of music that's used in this setting that's like comparable. And I just said I really can't because I don't think really. I was gonna say I don't think there is one, but that's not. I mean, I'm I don't know the history of the world, so <gasps> I don't know what they would. Right, because now we we get in drag. We forgot about. I got enough on my head. Do not inbox me about no foolishness. Um, but because like I was gonna say, I, I don't know what they were singing when, you know, they was fleeing Pharaoh. Pharaoh, oh baby, let my people go. So now there's some genre, you know. Um, but I'm also I think my issue now that I think about it more is like this should just, this competition shouldn't exist anyway, or the links can do it or the fist jubilee can hold one for young black artists but i feel like a better way if to educate young vocalists about um negro spirituals and you want them to learn learn them will be like every state has an all state so why can't it be it be one of the required pieces you don't win any money at all state you don't nothing like that it's a bunch of vocalists like that that would be more appropriate to me than having a a contest or a competition i'm also like this had me thinking about something that i ran into um that pertains to like just what context it is okay to to use negro spirituals in in general um that I ran into when I was making my Apple Music Classical review mm-hmm. video. Um, because I was so one of my goals for that video was to discover more classical music. Cause I noticed like once I had stopped playing so much, like that was a big part of discovery for me, was like just stuff that I heard around. And I was like, I feel like I fell off listening to classical music because I'm not, I just got the same stuff. Yeah. And so I was using their playlist. They had classical music for love playlist. 
And I get on this playlist, I see Deep River on there. And I was like, what's it? What kind of river are they talking about? <laughs> okay. Oh. So why would it be on there? That's what I'm like. And I was just like, I, I think this is weird. Like, yeah. Because it's crazy because, like, one of the, so one of the playlists I couldn't find was like an anger playlist, like, or whatever, but they had things that were similar. Like, they had a playlist, like, you know, things that just had like bombastic, like loud, like that type of thing. Like they had one, I think that was like storms, like, you know, um, I think that was the closest one I, I found. Or they had like a monsters playlist or like things like that. And I don't know that it's, it's not important to me in general that, oh, this composer wrote this piece specifically so that he is because they were angry and anger was the inspiration behind it or whatever like it doesn't have to match up that much I can use the storms playlist if I want an angry playlist it don't have to be oh that's the reason behind it but it's the classical music for love thing so like I'm I'm just saying that like it's not always 100% important that the meaning of a song matches up with what is being curated as mm-hmm. but in this situation I felt it was inappropriate yeah for a negro spiritual to be using that context like what like especially because deep river is like about like going home to jesus like crossing Mm -hmm. over the river jordan and going home to jesus and stuff like that and like what that has to do with you rubbing on your man like i just don't see and so i just feel like there's just certain context that is just like inappropriate and i'm just wondering like if they're maybe like I mean I know it's because of the the there it's probably curated off of the sound of it like if you just put like a something romantic on but also like I mean maybe it's because I'm familiar with Negro spirituals but Deep River sounds like a Negro spiritual it don't sound like it don't sound like a romantic song it sounds like a Negro spiritual so imagine that being on the playlist and I come on while like stop the I'll be like stop the count right put me in the mood for what to break free like (laughs) i just feel like it's unfortunate because it's like on one hand like i want to have this conversation but on the other hand i'm not trying to be pessimistic but i feel like it's kind of pointless like i don't really think that anybody is going to put not anybody like literally but like in any like meaningful way at large put the sort of um like take the sacredness of negro spirituals into account in that they would stop using it for purposes outside of their like function i mean yes and no people have to have people have to have consequences so like the next competition they you know that competition is gonna be reworked for next year you know Hopefully, like they either won't have it or they'll make it exclusive to to black students or something, you know, because they got like, they got all that heat for it. Maybe I mean it seemed like they were still they stood by their decision. Oh, that's cool. um yeah, <laughs> but also I just mean like not even just them, but like. In general, I think like it, it's just one of those things that like the issue ultimately is kind of niche. Like I don't know that enough yeah. people care about it. I also wonder if black people care about it. 
because they might be like, well, they singing our stuff, but I feel like this is different. It's not, it's like you, it's like you, someone reading your diary versus like you telling them a story. Like it's deeply personal um, and shouldn't be shared. And yeah. I feel like, I mean, I guess at this point I shouldn't be surprised at some of the things that some black people don't care about um especially when it comes to yeah this sort of stuff like and yeah that's another thing because i know that we in that one situation at that one that one time when that person brought up like oh they're not gonna play our stuff if we too mean to white people and it's just like i was like get him out the room because (laughs) they ain't been playing y'all stuff They, they ain't been playing the stuff all this time but this one time is because we was too mean for them that doesn't make any sense. And there's also plenty of other stuff to play. Like legal spirituals are not the only thing that yeah. exists in in our repertoire. So like if that's what because I already know there's gonna be some people thinking that, like, oh well, at least they're playing our stuff. Like Y'all have to y'all have to get tired of taking scraps. Like that part. Because like y'all want y'all want them to play your stuff or you want to play your stuff and respect your stuff. Right. Cause the next thing, next thing you know, they have they haven't. No, let me stop. <laughs> I felt the trifle rising up in my spirit, and I said, "You know what? Let's stomp it down." What's <laughs> gonna say? Let it out. Let it out, sister. Um, but you know what? I realized, like zooming out just a little bit, like I can't really tell what people care about because I realize that I be in such everyone in my circle thinks like me and like my corner of the internet like thinks like me and that I'm cool with that because the things we share opinions on like gay people deserve rights trans people deserve rights it's like but when I go outside of that it's amazing like wow people suck the amount of people that support Tory Lanez I had no clue I had no idea and even like after it made it in some people, some of those people like made it into, well, they didn't make it into my world. What happens is like people, some of them would say like, we ain't forget about Drake. And I was like, yeah, we ain't forget about Drake. And then we went into the, I went to the comments. They're like, well, Drake is, and I was just like, oh, I forgot about y'all. Mm. So it's really hard to get an understanding of like what the general um, consensus is on certain ideas. Just like remember we everybody was feeling the burn in twenty sixteen. And now and then now look, irreversible damage. So you just never know. You literally never know. Like we over here saying like no Negro spiritual and like ninety eight percent of the black class musicians are like, well and then it's just me and you and three other people. Right. So you never know. I mean, a lot of people just don't really I guess care about any of the things that like stem from music whether that is the actions of the person that wrote the music we've seen that play out a million times mm-hmm. the significance of the music in certain contexts like some people really don't mind stripping music of its context I don't think I, I think that oh hold on See, this is the problem when we think about stuff in real time. I wonder if that's connected to like a lot of times people 
think that if you present certain information, it means that you agree with it or something like that. And I feel like, I mean, this doesn't really apply to this Negro spiritual thing directly, but it it made me think about it because I was um, thinking about sacred music in general. Like, um, for example, gospel music. Like, we all know, like, some people study gospel music, but they don't necessarily believe in God or they're not Christian, like, whatever. And, like, you can do that. But that doesn't mean that you strip it of its context. And, like, if you are somebody that takes it takes that scholarship seriously, then you will understand that. But I remember mm-hmm. I was listening to a presentation on Black people's uh, contributions to music. And when I tell you, my ears turned off because there was nothing, there was nothing about gospel in it. And that's because there was somebody in there who notoriously hates God. And I was just like, it's your, whatever you want to do is your prerogative. Whatever you do with your eternal soul is that's your, your situation. I just don't think that I just think it's so like, you can't, you cannot even forget gospel music. You can't strip religion from music. If you're talking about the origins of music in general, like (laughs) that's just where we got it from um but also like just because you talk about it doesn't mean that you're presenting it as something that you agree with or like Mm -hmm. whatever but I just don't I think by and large I don't agree with stripping music of its meaning um you can have a different interpretation of something but like if that's the meaning then that's the meaning you don't have to lie about that and I feel like even as somebody like I have stuff coming out um about gospel music and I'm not going I'm not about to um gloss over okay I'm not about to gloss over the bad that existed within that just because oh I want to save like the image like it's a part of it so if you want to talk about it like you talk about for like for that presentation I was thinking like if you want to talk about it but you have a problem with like the church or like or like what it represents and stuff like that like that is something that is you can connect to the music and still like present an accurate picture and I feel like when we water down stuff it it kind of dilutes like the message and I think that that is what kind of brings it around to Negro spirituals because it's like yeah we know where Negro spirituals came from but like there's a lever there's a level of sacredness that I feel like is removed when we start dabbling in stuff like this Mm -hmm. um but I also think like maybe we've lost that because so many of y'all heard oh dude talk about slavery was a choice and it still went around and was streaming his stuff and said y'all didn't care so I feel like at a certain point like some of y'all are kind of gone I forgot about him he been quiet why because he lost Twitter account I don't know why why. I I try I try my absolute best not to not to in, I don't think I have him muted I don't think it was that much but I, I haven't even seen him like in the ether like he he ain't nowhere I mean I have every variation of his name yes. his company everything everything misspellings everything muted I just doesn't exist to me yeah no I seriously realize like don't even like I just brought that up because I just feel like we have lost I mean, some of it is due to stupidity. Some of it is due to not caring about history. Some of it is due to like a respect for your ancestors and elders. But like, when I say some of it is due to stupidity, I mean like the people who be like, "We are not our grandparents," or "We are I not our ancestors." That. Girl, I just saw one like that in in um 
reference the Montgomery brawl. I was like, can y'all please stop? Because y'all would not last a single freaking day in your ancestors' shoes. Are y'all crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> like, I hate that phrase so. Like, you are not strong enough. You don't know what. It, and it was also worse. It was worse than what we what we learned about. Like, especially. No, I freaking hate that phrase. Crazy. Yeah, so I think like we've we've already. It seems like there's a lot of people who have already lost the basic level of respect that they ought to have, and so like that's why when it comes to us having conversations like this, I just be like, I mean, I'm gonna say what I what I'm gonna say, but like some of y'all, I just don't really see a whole lot of hope. And I mean, also like the nuance problem that we have, like that's also that gets to me in a way that I really can't even explain like I like as a person who's chronically online I understand that looking for nuance online is a is an issue I just like it's just crazy when you realize like how many people aren't pensive how many people are stupid how many people are big as stupid little as stupid like all of the ones you know it's absolutely insane and I'm not saying like and I say this as a person who's like not that smart like I'm moderately smart I can read at okay. an advanced level no i'm serious I'm, I'm not looking for like oh no kt you do, do. no like <laughs> i like i am moderately smart i can read i can draw conclusions from what i read all of the things mm-hmm. that we did in seventh grade i mean okay in grad school all of the things as a moderately smart person it's alarming how many stupid people there are so it's like when you have these conversations and they, just, they always lack nuance it's just like it kind of makes you be like I don't know. It's like because someone will hear this conversation that we're talking about right now and be like, "Well," and I'm just like, "Girl, save it for somebody else. Who cares?" <laughs> like you know, like nothing. There's like there's no nuance in anything these days. Like it's all it's everything. The most I feel like there's so little things in this world to me that are black and white. Mm-hmm. Like black people deserve rights. You know, trans people deserve rights gay people deserve like those are those are things that are black and white there's no like disagreeing and then like every million other things around those is like there's some type of nuance to me and it's like it's just starting to get to me little by little that like we have these huge conversations with no nuance so i I don't know yeah and in case i mean in case i mean i know we said we was gonna try not to do this but like I think that there's also when we talk here, there's a understanding of like me and Katie also discuss these things off the mics. And so we have a bit of an understanding of each other, but like I'm trying to cover our bases because some of the whole like when we talk about the lack of nuance, there are people who are like willfully ignorant. Some people who are God like bless them. They're having a good time. <laughs> and <laughs> when I say like so when we say like there's a lot of stupid people, like it's people who just they don't even try like just don't even try just committed to being ignorant committed to like just being the worst and then there's also like a larger problem me and katie was talking about this before like there's a larger problem that's also like i'm not trying to say y'all are like i'm not trying to paint everybody with a broad brush of stupidity but there's like an actual like education problem like actual it's actually alarming yeah like it's a a crisis actually is an emergency cap not even just capital e capitalize all of them letters emergency <laughs> <laughs> and um and so i just really clarified that like to us those are two different groups of people 
No, I'm not talking about. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that was clear. But but you I mean, know, people people, be, that's why I was here and right. Be that's the only reason still why be I said up, it. So. That's the only reason why I said that because, like, you know, people sometimes people are going to conversations wanting to hear the worst possible opinion from you, um, in regardless of what they actually hear, and so like, there are some people who, especially when it comes to critical thinking and stuff, never had a chance, and like. No, I mean that like, and just like what? Because like I feel like I didn't go to no crazy like I didn't go to no private school, no crazy academic like I went to regular school. I went to public I went to school. regular public school. Like so, that's why I, when I go out and I see stuff, see how like lacking in critical thinking and just like, and also critical thinking alone is not going to do it because that's also how they say like how a lot of STEM people like y'all need training in humanities and stuff like that because mm-hmm. like having a doctor that doesn't that cannot be a compassionate person that can't like that is just so calculating mm-hmm. is not a good doctor like so why did, I, why did I even start saying that see they're gonna be like you talking about everybody stupid now here you go okay um, and I mean I'm gonna have a hard time maybe because I maybe I need to go outside but I, I'm gonna have a hard no because I've been outside y'all dumb out there too but like <laughs> like I'm gonna just go, because it's just like I'm gonna talk about people who have like different beliefs than me you can believe of course what mm-hmm. like also who am I like what people are lacking is not just like critical thinking and literacy it's also like caring about other people yeah. um but when I say some people never had a chance it's like there's just the literacy rate i think it's like adults in this country i think six i think it's 64 percent it's a 54 percent. i think it's 54 64 is crazy 54 yeah. percent read below a sixth grade level adults adults that is a problem that is a that is a huge huge problem and it's just like so that's what i'm saying like some people just never had a chance and it's like it's actually very i mean maybe we can do another this might not even be an episode of classically black to be honest how i feel about that all the stuff that's going on in education right now because when i tell you you ought to be terrified like you ought to be terrified i'm like not i'm not even holding you like a lot of stuff that's going on with the legislation around education right now it's very very well documented um aspects of like tyranny like so I'm I, have just, to, I have to push every everything come out of florida i just to push it to the back of my mind because it starts in florida I'm, like i'm y'all want to look up look up momar Gaddafi, how he was indoctrinating people in libya what they do in florida is that like is that i just saw that um what'd you say nothing I just saw that um you know they banned all that stuff in Florida but they um now they're trying to use that unaccredited Prager U stuff and I saw that video of they had Frederick Douglass talking to them white kids talking about how slavery was a compromise and and oh I don't agree with this one person because he um if he doesn't get his way he likes to tear up stuff and set it on fire and then the kids was like oh we have that in our day too we know people like that and i was just like y'all are never seeing god's face like the type of stuff that they are allowing children to learn from their like inception and like not there's nothing they're also trying to 
make it so that other things cannot penetrate what they're learning is like that's what I say like some people simply never have a chance because yeah. they're being raised in environments that do not operate in historical fact so I just I really don't I really don't know what to do and I feel like that is what is lost and when we come to a lot of these conversations that don't have context and I know like oh my god Delaney history da, 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 da. like yes we all know like I don't expect everybody to be into it like I am but I, I'm a person that sometimes to a fault seeks to understand things and sometimes like I've already said like sometimes that makes it so that it's hard for me to let some things go if I cannot understand them but like what I love about history is that it puts so much into perspective like people be arguing about stuff they'll be like why is it this way and what would I guarantee you like half of your question more than half of your questions will be answered if you read about when this situation came up 40 years ago yeah or 100 years ago or 140 years ago like I promise history repeats itself as a thing for a reason it's because y'all don't know history and I feel like and I, and also because so many people I think it also kind of folds into that people think stuff can't happen to them because they want to see for themselves even though it's happened over and over and over again yeah they think like oh this time it's gonna be different and it, it's just not and so that was a long roundabout way of saying <laughs> that people are not equipped for I think conversations like this and that's not to say oh Delaney big brain Delaney is so equipped like <laughs> but I do think that obviously through this and through a lot of the stuff that I've done I've talked about race a lot and black history a lot to the point where I think I'm at least equipped for this conversation and also I want to say like before like <clears throat> people be like oh Katie so <laughs> oh, like are we making up all of this stuff nobody because... says this stuff to us but we make... <laughs> but to be fair we've been doing the show a lot uh a long time and people love to crawl into crawl into our mentions or crawl into the inbox and start talking crazy oh, yeah, that like and like misunderstanding and and hearing what they want to hear so i just want to make it clear like oh katie so Elisa, da, da, da. i have two degrees in music education i've been doing i've been i know about the disc- the discrepancies in literacy it's very difficult a lot of my kids do not even read a grade level i'm trying to get them to read music i d- don't tell me about the article you read about literacy and pop sugar in my mentions okay like <laughs> please leave me alone As if, that's the net coverage katie pop sugar is covering literacy like you read something about literacy on buzzfeed do not leave me alone but what i will say is that my grandmother used to sell oranges in a country market in jamaica okay my grandmother has like at best an eighth grade education at best and even we can have conversations about nuance and she's also old you know what i'm saying gloria in her ways but if <laughs> she says something what happened today there's something pg to have because gloria be wild but I, I don't remember what it was but i was like she said something to me and i was like well grandma you know xyz she's like oh that's true you see how easy that was now sometimes because we are people this is not just about gloria this is about everybody sometimes i'd be like well grandma she'd be like well i said what i said and i'd be like all right but most of the time I bring in a point that she didn't consider and she'd be like oh that's true so sometimes a lot of y'all just dense and not very like you know what I'm saying like the whole I'm it's just on my spirit the whole like it was a great day what a great couple of days we had we had the brawl Tory Lane just going to prison like it's been a great couple of days for me you know what I'm saying and the comments about Tory Lynch, well, they had no evidence on him. His evidence didn't exist or whatever. They had to dismiss his evidence. And like the 
it's like it doesn't mean he didn't do it well i don't know i'm like the the legal team <laughs> like all, come you don't on know. you you write about that you don't know and it's like i understand we cannot act like we the the legal system is not pinned against black men we, we will not act like that but this is where nuance comes to play that leprechaun shot meg the stallion our gorgeous goddess okay like he must go to prison and i wish he would stay there okay like some things have nuance you know and also he's hurt other women 10 years is not enough a million years is not enough and new nuance too because it's like y'all oh y'all celebrating a black man going to prison and this is a thing this is a pattern i want y'all if you have not noticed this pattern whenever someone is wrong about something like in a lot of cases when someone is wrong about something they will overgeneralize it take out Mm -hmm. all of the nuance take out all of the Mm -hmm. details and um and so like so now it's about a black man going to prison y'all are not infallible so let's not so it's not like oh he shot her his actions led to him going to prison and by the way some of it was also because he had illegal guns mm-hmm. um and that was also part of the 10 years and um it was so funny because one this girl was like oh 10 years is too much like i could see if she died and i was like wow go to hell and what? um oh my god some some guy was like oh it's four years for assault six years for the weapons and then she was like oh you break it down like that and somebody was like you just need to hear a man say it (laughs) talk about it well with that over generalization of stuff like you talking about oh so you're celebrating a black man going to prison we're celebrating somebody who shot a woman going to prison and um because there was another thing it was a screenshot i remember seeing it recently of this show and it was a guy he was like a nazi or like a neo-nazi and a black woman had like say he was hurt and she, she was a doctor she saved him and this other doctor was like oh that hippocratic oath would have had me losing my license a long time ago right um i would seen that blue lives matter and been turning a blind eye and that um and he was in the the other doctor was like oh she she better than me because you know you're very lucky because she saved you and stuff and he was like oh i'm just a guy with the belief system the belief system is i think all darkies should die so that is like that's not me you're just a guy with a belief system what does that even freaking mean and a lot of people say that too when you don't want to be friends with people who differ from you politically in a significant way because they'll be like oh so you're just gonna be mad because they have a different opinion no it's because you have that opinion it's not because your opinion <laughs> is simply different it's not because you like olives on your pizza which by the way i mean that too but that's Whoa, not, not too opinion. much let's keep on stay on track you like uh, see this is all going together olives mayo what was the other thing just the other day i'm not gonna help you just the other day it was something nasty you like um olives are great first of all there are hundreds of types of olives you cannot dislike them all i'm talking about the time the kind that they put on pizza the black i'll put the green ones on pizza i'd be wanting any type oh it's about the but black olives have a place i'm hey, shut up like finish. i knew you was gonna say that but on a little pizza it's a little it's a little oily little this little you know it's nice i still understand i will talk about this later olives katie i've already lost all faith in your taste buds so it's good um <laughs> go to hell <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, but th- yeah that's that overgeneralization thing that you're like oh it's just because we have a different opinion no it's because you hold that specific bigoted opinion but that nuance is like i just don't th- th- this has really just been crazy seeing the reaction to, and how many people lack critical thinking and nuance and just also just like a conscience and like 
it's just crazy to me yeah. like how y'all think it's okay to shoot people as long as they didn't die like what <laughs> okay like i don't it's alarming it's alarming honestly like what are we finna do girl i don't know it's scary i need to talk to more people because everybody i talk to like mm, not everyone but i'm related by blood so i can't do anything about that yeah i'm trying to yeah because one time i was with some family and they friends they friends tried to convince me that it was okay for uh brown people to have a black son because they grew up in the bronx mm, sorry i was like i talked to too many of my friends agree i just i was i was like help me help me i was gonna demolish by them i was like y'all okay like no you didn't grow up you didn't grow up and and you didn't grow up around and i'm like i just don't you can't convince me you can't i'm sorry they logic different they be like they be letting them say you didn't word over there so i'm like my brain turn off every time y'all talk (laughs) it's a while i rest over there i don't you know shout out to new york i hope y'all are being safe because it's a lot going on over there yeah anyway negro spirituals yep so all that to say not much actually uh, no it's <laughs> not not much that was on topic but like i don't know man we're I mean, we are busting at the singers over here on uh, classic black because like just i'm one of those obsessed with context people so like everything is connected and everything is this and that's why we get so far away from the subject because now i'm talking about history at large and i'm talking about social attitudes towards like it's just it's i mean it it's all- to be a lot it's all connected i feel like also the, what i like about the show is like i mean i don't know what do people like about it but what i like about the show that i gotta do every week is that like we contextualize it like not the classical music can't cannot and does not exist in a vacuum so it's not just about like should they sing it or not okay time mm-hmm. for the black excellence it's like okay and why not and why not like it's always a yes and now sometimes those yes ands be about whether or not you don't like olives which will table um but yeah i'm happy with what we talked i'm still about. trying to remember that nasty whatever it was it was like last episode too i mean there's not many things that i like that you don't like yeah it's mayonnaise it's apparently olives but that's new Known you for a while i feel betrayed about that one and then you don't like olives at all or just on pizza I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of different types of olives, but I tried a Kalamata olive. It tastes like poison. So it's crazy. I love I got a jar of Kalamata olives in the fridge right now. Girl, you would be sick. I just made a mufuletta. A mufuletta. It got olive salad on it. So good. The sandwich. You love sandwiches. Olive Mm -hmm. salad, got capers. Different. Really? I'm a little about sandwiches because the texture, like it gotta be real oh shoot because sometimes if a sandwich is too like there's just yeah sometimes hmm. it, it makes me feel a little but it depends mostly I hot love- I, I don't have any problem with hot sandwiches at all like a panini yeah or like, like a hot sub or like a yeah, like i had a turkey club yesterday it was hot delicious yeah it was a hot one. Oh, you made it hot like you asked it no hot. it was at a restaurant oh 
man i love a good sandwich i love when i got a bunch of stuff on it like mm. arugula sprouts tomatoes pickle red onions let's like see. i love see i was about to say let's see if she gonna run into something nasty on the way i mean you, you know, so I'm, far you know a roasted tofu i like tofu come oh, on okay roasted to- what else a little bit of vegan cheese okay, a garlic lost. mayo but like you make the garlic you i use my immersion blender and do garlic and vegan mayo so i think a real garlic so it's real strong and then sun-dried tomatoes like everything sandwich we stack with some kettle chips yeah that's you on your uh scooby and shaggy i love that sandwich <laughs> yeah i like when it's like it got ingredients <laughs> like three types of lettuce you know what i'm saying like i like I want it stacked. You gotta use a you gotta use a serrated knife and cut that joint. That's the type of the carrying on. I like, and you know, I made some I made some focaccia this week. So I had I've been having focaccia all week. Don't play with me. I love me a sandwich. A sandwich? No, there ain't nothing like it. Boy, I, man, if I ain't eat it, I could eat a sandwich right now. Man, well, I don't know what it was. I try to remember. I mean, you like mint ice cream and salt and vinegar chips. So, which you know what? Randomly. I went to the grocery store a couple months ago and I got salt and vinegar chips and they weren't bad. I did not buy them again. Yeah, they just good. so much. I'll be in and out about that flavor. It just depends. I'll be, be funny. And y'all are so freaking ridiculous with mint and chip ice cream. Like, what y'all brush y'all teeth with that tastes like chocolate? Like, be for it's... real. I just haven't had one that I like. And also, ooh, I, I always, I don't even eat mint and chip without milk. I put milk in, I make it like a milkshake. My so cousin used to do that. good. I just maybe two be too minty, but you know what I used to like, which you, you were gonna be like for real, Katie. Eddie's, Edie's, whatever they used to make at the holiday time. They used to come out with the holiday flavors, and they used to have a peppermint ice cream, and I used to like that. But it tasted like peppermint, peppermint. is mintier than the mint chip, but it's also sweeter. Is it like sweet? I don't know. I haven't had it so long because I haven't. I don't think there's like a vegan version of it. It's peppermint but is like, always super minty. It's minty, but like it's like I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I also haven't had I haven't had mint chocolate chip, and after I it's like one of those childhood things I really didn't like, mm. so I just like stopped eating it. It's like one of those I haven't. I'm determined it. to remember what's the other thing that you that you liked the other day. The other day, and I was like, see, but I'd be like more besides the vegan part. I feel like if you met me before vegan, I would stress you out because like I don't. I'll try anything once. I've had frog legs. Like I, I went to France. I've had cheese that the FDA would, it would the FDA would cower. It's crazy. Like I seen frog. My um, my sister's boyfriend. He country. I love that. So that he so country. <laughs> so he they brought over some frog legs. She said they okay. She said it tastes like a mix of fish and chicken. Yeah, that's what's weird about it. And I'm like, I'm at a t- and especially for me, I'm not a texture person. So when I notice texture, I feel like that's when it's really like Oh uh, yes. Yeah, I just I wasn't expecting that. I didn't Oh see. Mm-mm. I mean I wouldn't try it regardless. I don't need it. I feel like I've tried all I feel like I mean I, it's not like I just like, oh my god, I wouldn't but like I don't see my I don't want to eat no frog. So I feel like I've at this point have tried all the meats I'm gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I've never had um lamb. I would eat I would eat lamb. I don't remember. I've, I lamb wasn't common in my house, so I don't remember what it tastes like. I, I've never had it. Yeah. I feel like the only meats I've ever had. This is way off topic. 
I've had beef, chicken, a couple different types of fish, um, duck, goat. Oh. I'm surprised you like goat. I was like, I'm only gonna hate that. I mean, I've only had it a, a couple times. And and I mean when I had I mean the first time I I don't know if that was the first I don't think that was the first time I had goat, but when I had it when I was dating a Nigerian, he brought in, he was like, it's not like he is way gamier there, and he's like, I prefer that. Now, I so, I, so I guess whatever I had wasn't that gamey. Especially like in Nigeria, that go probably tied up outside, right? Like that same day, like like I'll never forget when my uncle got married. The goats that we ate were tied up outside, like they was just. <laughs> so it's like it was not the wedding guests. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't make it that far, <laughs> like. I'll never forget. See my aunt kill a chicken. It's it was traumatic. Like wring its neck real quick, dip it in hot water. Happened so fast. I was like, dang. I mean, me. I, I probably have ed- have had everything. I've had buffalo. I've had rabbit. Rabbit's very common for Jamaicans. I feel like frog. That's it. Actually, I've had a lot. Now I think about it. Yeah, I think that's that's like normal stuff. Yeah, but now I've had I mean, Cornish hand, but never... that's basically chicken. Is that what I said? I've had Cornish hand, but that's chicken, yeah, basically. Chicken. Little skinny chicken. Yeah, it's so cute. You see one alive? No, I mean the all on your plate, <laughs> like just the whole <laughs> the whole one. It's just like a mini chicken. Like yeah, the concept of it. I mean, like I said, I never said I'd be vegan forever, but literally everything makes me gag. Like even vegan meat, sometimes I'll be like, I go through phases. Where I'd be like, I'm good. Um, but we'll see. Are we are we done? Yeah. I really want to know how I get how I gross you out. Like, I really want to know what that was. I'm sure I really we'll... eat weird stuff. Oh, I mean, uh, and then there's some stuff that you eat that is um, it's the thing is normal, but how you eat it is not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say These some stuff. Are... I won't say some stuff because there's only one thing that's coming to mind right now. And that's oatmeal. Hey, I just thought about that the other day. Oh, because I like porridge. No, but but porridge is its own thing. But the way that you eat oatmeal. <laughs> what you mean? You said that you like it like it's like soup. Like you could put your. Yeah, I'm like, like I use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the opposite. I rarely eat oatmeal. Like I always use oats to make porridge. But see, we was eating oatmeal when you did this. We was together? Yes. When I, did we I in have... L.A. And we were at a hotel. And I added milk to it. I mean, I add milk to mine too. It's just not soupy. It has to be soupy. That's crazy. Yeah, I have to like I have to make it into porridge. Like it has to be like I don't like, yeah. I don't like chewing. And you know what? You know what's hilarious about that? It's a cultural thing because if you give if you gave a Jamaican a bowl of oatmeal that you could stick a, a spoon in it and stood up, they'd be like, What a blood clot this. Like Well, I mean, it oat- shouldn't be that hard like okay now okay but okay not that bad but it's like it's oats porridge it's never oatmeal ever like i've never but i I feel like those are two different things they're the same thing to me Hmm. like i can see why you're saying like oatmeal is like thicker and then porridge but in my in my world like i would never eat oatmeal like that so maybe that's why they're the same thing to me. Because I would never... So maybe 
or I just don't eat oatmeal. Let me say that. And especially like I would drive you crazy because I like to I like to blend like I will make my oatmeal, like make my make my porridge so it's like a a porridge consistency, and I will blend it so it's like all smooth. Well, I feel like that's porridge. I'm gonna make it tomorrow because like it don't have to be like. If it's, I feel like it blended. It's like it's all blended together, but it's not like you just got soup, oatmeal. Soup. Yeah, like I have to eat. I don't eat oats. I don't even make porridge with oats. Like I've never, because even when my mom used to buy me them oatmeal packets for before school in the morning or like when I went to college, I would take those. I would make them in the. I would turn it into into porridge, making it. Mm. Like I would never just pour water on top of it and be like, "I don't like oatmeal packets." Yeah, neither do I. I mean, but I felt there's there's certain foods I can't eat no more because of college. I don't know if you have anything like that, like granola bars, oatmeal, my like you know certain things. It's just like I'm good because you just ate them. You you had a little class, you gonna grab a uh, um a granola bar. It's very hard for me to eat granola bars. I'm been out of college a long time. Well, I'm sure we'll remember it will come some way or another around to something nasty you like. So I feel like I'll be eating normal, especially like I don't eat the vegetables. Okay, Katie. <laughs> um well, we can move on since we technically already have. Now right, let's show been over. <laughs> All right, that's not for black excellence. We'll be hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? This week, I am talking about Alexis French. Um, Alexis is a classical soul a composer, producer, and a pianist. Um, he is ranked among the top 10 most streamed classical artists globally. Um, he's also headlined London's Royal Albert Hall. Um, and he's composed several major film scores. Um, and he also hosts the classical connections radio on apple music where he connects classical music to the music of today um both of his albums evolution and dreamland reached number one on the classical music charts um and he is also a passionate advocate for music education he's the first ever artistic director of the associate associated board of the royal schools of music um and it's 132 year history and he's also um and it's also uh, he is also a governing body member and trustee of the royal academy of music in london um so yeah shout out to alexis french period my piece of the week is from falstaff act one lenore Ladri. You don't have to write that down for me. I'm just gonna text it to you. Tyler sent it to me. He was like, listen to this. And I was like, oh, he ate. He was like, right? Um, but yeah, that's my little piece. I was like, there here, look at me. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send it to classicblackpodcast at gmail.com. Join the Ebony Tower. Mm. It's go to hell. It's lit. 
it's black it's trifling you're gonna have a good time over there that's patreon.com slash i'm gonna say that means our slash classically black podcast if you're black join isbm it's free is black musicians on social media is black musicians on.com thank you for listening and we will catch y'all next week is black musicians on.com period what girl every week add it in the description box eyesblackmusicians.com if you missed it by that girl I mean this could be your first time listening if it's your first time listening I would be surprised if you made it to the end yeah but, I was you know, to say ain't nobody first time listening left, made it this far <laughs> but you know how like so I was listening to a show and it opens with like I don't know I feel she could sing a little bit low key but she sings a song a black song every week and this one particular week it was going on mad long it had to be at least a minute and i was like i felt like this was my first time listening i would have clicked out of this but it's like it's like they're whatever 200 whatever episode is like i'm here so if you hear you hear if not god bless you hear you bye y'all bye